This summer, we had to say goodbye to our beloved Wallet Winnebago. Will there be another RV in our family's future? And how will it be paid for? Find out in this episode of The Catholic Money Show. Let's go down memory lane. May of 2020. Mm. I'm going to go ahead and take a wild guess that almost everybody here over the age of reason remembers May of 2020. Because before that was the Might peak. not want to remember. <laughs> March of 2020, things got weird mid-month, but it was still kind of a, what's going on? Yeah. We're all in this together. April <laughs> was, oh my goodness, we're all going crazy. Everything's gone insane. Life as we know it's been up, turned upside down. Yeah. Uh, I'm somehow supposed to be working and my kids are home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cooped up was kind of the definition of life in that time. So here we are in May, May of 2020. We'd been cooped up at that point, essentially for a solid six weeks. Mm-hmm. And I found myself drooling over an idea that had been planted years prior. I was going to, I was about to say it, you, I'd, I was wanting There's to do this. There's a fair, fair-sized puddle of drool uh, underneath your pillow it already because been of this. Two and a half years in the making. Yes. And little did we know that everybody else in the world was about to share my. It's true. <laughs> my dream. Yes. <laughs> so what was it? I was drooling over none other than the RV lifestyle. The old RV. Piling into an RV, traveling and seeing the world, and just kind of going on these adventures as a family. I had been captivated by that ever since 2018, and we'd been wanting to move towards it. And there was just one obstacle after the next kind of in the way, Mm -hmm. Um, feeling a little discouraged because we just didn't know how we would be able to pull it off without selling our home because we are not proponents of taking on consumer debt just to go fund lifestyle decisions, Mm -hmm. certainly not on something going down in value. Um, and so we weren't sure how we would, you know, pull off. You see these giant price tags when you look up RVs. Oh, yes. 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, even if you look at older ones, you're mm-hmm. still seeing tens of thousands of dollars. So we were drooling over this, but feeling discouraged because, you know, outside of our emergency savings, um, there just wasn't a whole lot of extra. Mm-hmm. And we were watching the economy around us and it just didn't seem like a time to really put ourselves in, into a stretch mode for, a, for an <laughs> RV. So nonetheless, here I am feeling discouraged, like it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm still torturing myself by watching RV, RV content. RV YouTube. <laughs> I'm following, you know, people on uh-huh. Instagram, etc., And... I watched none other than Nathan and Marissa over at Less Junk More Journey. I followed them for years and they were they shared a video about how they got started all those years ago. I think they've been on the road now for gosh, the better the better part of a decade. They've had a lot of different rigs. They've had a ton of different rigs. And I came into their journey, you know, kind of in the middle. I never saw the early rigs. Hmm. I came in as they had, I think, a really beautiful Airstream 
and they were pulling it with a, a Chevy Express mm. van. Now they're in a ginormous fifth wheel with like a 3,500 super duty truck, <laughs> you know, about as big as you can get on the pull behinds. Okay. Long story short, in this video, they share a bit of advice and they said, this is what got them on the road. And so they were sharing it for those who also want to get on the road, but feel stuck. For all the Amandas out there. Exactly. The right RV is the one that gets you on the road. Mm. The right RV is the one that gets you on the road. Because there's a lot of, uh, this is something we were trying to figure out. I think it's a pretty common thing when people are getting started out. Well, what kind of RV should we get? Mm-hmm. Do you get the the big, you know, kind of the bus kind, the class, class A. A? Do you do class C? That's the one that's built on top of a, a truck. A truck. Uh, but that's the one that has like the sleeper over the cab usually. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a C. And then there's B, but that's a van. Camper van. Camper van or B. Then there you've got the pull behind trailer that just is on the trailer hitch. Then you've got the real big pull behind that has this special thing in the truck bed, Mm -hmm. the fifth wheel. Which (laughs) one do you get? Which one should you get? What's the best one? There isn't a best one. They're all good at something and bad at something else. Exactly. So you got to figure out what, which one is a good fit. And so that can be pretty paralyzing. Mm-hmm. So they made this thing and then they said, hey. The, the right RV. It's the one that gets you on the road. It's the one that gets you on the road. And so right there, Jonathan, I, I remember us sitting down. You know, we weren't going anywhere during <laughs> May of 2020. I think we put the kids to bed, maybe had a Moscow mule. <laughs> very likely when we make very weighty big decisions in our life, there is a Moscow mule involved. <laughs> and this, we, we talked about this idea of, you know what? We've maybe we've had this backwards. Mm. Instead of waiting to get dealt the right hand for all the stars to align, and then just all of a sudden now this RV makes perfect sense. Let's just go all in on the hand we've got. Le- exactly. <laughs> Let's scope out the hand that we have and get curious about what would it allow us to do. Mm-hmm. So the hand we had. <laughs> Showed us a volatile economy mm. where half the world was being laid off. Perfect. <laughs> we had a stable yet modest income for mm-hmm. ourselves, um, you know, that we were paying ourselves uh-huh. for our business. It was just enough for our family to take care of our needs, a couple of wants, prioritizing giving, but really not a whole lot of extra beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had maybe about $5,000 that we could justify on something as lifestyle based like an rv purchase Mm. (laughs) that was the hand it was a thin hand yes now so you you said we had maybe about five thousand earlier just a few minutes ago you said tens of thousands these rvs cost Mm -hmm. that sounds like a whole lot more than five right so how the heck did we pull it off? <laughs> you can hear the details. Buying an RV almost as old as we were. <laughs> so thankfully, you know, one of the things that with came with COVID was that RV prices jacked through the roof. RV they, fever. Oh my goodness. Everybody got RV fever. Yes. RV prices shot through the roof. They had record sales for years, two, three years yeah. there. Couldn't even keep up with production. They, people were overpaying, you know, paying tens of thousands of dollars over what they would have paid for this RV one year ago. Yeah. 
Uh, and now we're starting to see kind of a great sell off on that. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a minute. But at this point, RV prices had not begun to really spike. It was very new. And since yes. I'd already known about the lifestyle, it was just an easy like, duh. Well, we can't go anywhere. Well, you t- just put me behind the wheel and I can go anywhere. And I'm still mm-hmm. in my home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can still go explore. And so we started sniffing around. And I think I came to you. You found in June. Something. I found something, and in a in a in a Winnebago Facebook group that I'd been in, mm. and it was this couple, and they had a Class A, which is the bus type, and we had yeah. talked about preferring a drivable because at the time, we had a five year old, a three year old, and a one year old, which and they're all girls, they're which all means small bladders. a lot of bladders. And if you're gonna do the thing. Let's do the thing. Let's not stop every hour. Let's just get the big old. (laughs) Let's do it. Yeah. And so I was talking with this couple and they were asking over, over our price point. Mm. And this is where, you know, I'm just asking questions and it seemed like maybe I was the only one kind of making inquiries. Mm. And long story short, we end up going and seeing this rig. And I think we borderline, we didn't realize it. They didn't realize it, but I think we borderline stole this thing. We, we got it for $3,500. I don't know if we should have bought it either. I know there were, there were problems that we if didn't we know about. Knew, not even just if we knew the things about that RV that we know now, the walls. if we just would have known about RVs yes. like we do now, we would never have bought it. Oh man. But then we wouldn't have been on the but road. We never would have. It's like it's like Back to the Future kind of stuff yep. right here. God right? was in it. We never would have known what we didn't know, and then blah blah blah. Yeah, but we got a deal. It was a screaming for deal. Thirty five hundred dollars easily right now after the inflated COVID prices, they could have listed it for oh, fifteen. During 000. COVID, during COVID, time. they could have listed it for fifteen. We got it for thirty five hundred dollars. That would have been a crime. I'd have been stealing yeah. the other way. So we brought it home. We put $1,500 in repairs into it. Because again, the $5,000 we had to spend on it. And needed some repairs. <laughs> and yes, the back walls were rotten. <laughs> we had to repair those uh-huh. and uh, paint and new flooring. And we did a ton of things. Um, and not a whole lot mechanically. Thankfully. But a few things here and there over the years. We did some renovations and the Texeras were off to the races. We're yeah. off to the races. So here We're we are. Off to the races, off to the mountains, off to the hills. Off, off to Texas to... during an ice storm. Yes. <laughs> the once in a lifetime Texas freeze. Went we to Minis- Minnesota and we were eaten by bugs. Oh, I still have <laughs> marks on my legs. It was a, a bug convention. We had a blast. And you know, just local trips. We took oh so many little probably a dozen two nighters just here local state parks mm-hmm. ah it was just such a amazing go and I always thought we might have that rig for about a year and then Before we'd it be, fell apart well no just then <laughs> and then like oh we'll be upgrading we'll be upgrading oh, soon yeah and it just never it happened just kept going it kept going and it was kind of like why would we why would we get rid of this mm-hmm. when it's going so well. Oh, and your your dad, mm-hmm. the mechanic. <laughs> every like, time we came goes, back every from Every time trip. you come, I, I'm surprised you make it back. <laughs> so were we. So were we. 
So we had this beloved RV. Beloved. It was a junker, but it was our junker. Yep. We had we bought it in the summer of 2020. And then as we were getting ready for summer of 2023, it got totaled. I got a call one morning. A gentleman in our storage facility had, I don't know what he was doing. I'm not quite sure. The guy who, because who, it's just essentially a parking lot. Yeah, and the let's guy who's call it like it is, but us. the spots were real tight. They're in kind of weird shape. They were yes. pretty tight, and we were on an angle. Anyway, well, we were in what our we spot, think not happened, hanging over. Yeah, we were in our spot firmly. <laughs> I think he had his awning out, and he somehow was like backing the rig in while his awning his was awning out. out. I don't know how don't else this know. happened. He he scratched the wall and then put a giant hole in the back of our RV. Well, the, I think it was while he was pulling out. It's, it's that's what it looked. So anyway, yeah, it just kind of. And then gouged the side, a hole. A gouge on the back, which then also kind of peeled the back off. <laughs> and, like and it a, was like, like right a, at the intersection like of the sidewall with bit. the back wall. Yeah. Which is even worse than just it's a just hole. A bad spot, man. Yeah. Yeah. So we took it in to get evaluated and they came back and said, this is going to cost at least $10,000 to fix. To fix the $3,500. And RV. when you get into fixing a almost 30 year old RV, you're undoubtedly going to unmask something else. It's never going to look good. And it's it's not going to look the same, but then you're going to find other damage. And so this is not going to be $10,000. And by this point, again, it'd been three years and an RV is something that is continually going down in value. So maybe three years ago, it could have sold for 15,000. Well, now well, today, during the hysteria, during the hysteria. Now here we were today and the value no is about the value was eighty five hundred. Mm, no, we could have sold it for uh, maybe about what we bought it for. Maybe with the, you know without the gouge. Sure. Yeah, if that was repaired. Brand new tires. Sure. Sure. Some sure. Things. But this guy's insurance did not want to pay ten thousand dollars to fix an old RV. Right. So we went to the... They cut a steal. Instead of, like, there's an... there's You know how for cars, there's Kelly Blue Book? Yeah. There's one for RVs. Mm -hmm. And so we went on to that, and we plugged in all of our information. And that's what spat out. Yeah, 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 I know. The 8500 yeah, yeah, yeah. This the wasn't just made up. No, their evaluation, when they looked at everything that was going on... Yes. They said, here's the deal. Yeah. We don't want to pay for their pair. How about we give you... Let's totally. 8500 bucks, mm -hmm. and we'll just, we just essentially buy the thing it. from you. Yes. And, and they we said, said, we said, heck yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Again, we paid only $3,500 for this three and years ago. we were ago. looking to move it anyway. We'd used it. We are like, this is the last hurrah. It's got to go after this. Yeah. It, Otherwise, it's we not going anywhere. Yeah, we were going to take one last hurrah trip and then probably sell it this summer. So the, it was kind of like, well, this. I guess it just makes sense oh, to go ahead and take this. And that was it. And you'd think that the Texeras would have taken that $8,500 and put it towards the next RV. But you know what? We have bigger priorities right now. And we'll get into that in a second. But mm. we're in the adoption process. And you know what? Uh, the next RV is going to be on hold. And so that check got put towards those goals, towards our home study and yep. working through that process. That mm -hmm. It just got eaten up immediately <laughs> <laughs> by that. And that's okay. We're happy to do that. Mm-hmm. 
But, but what's that, so goodbye, Walla Winnebago. You will be missed. You will. But what were you going to say? But what's so... so good about that is we knew what our priority was. Because mm-hmm. maybe it was the priority. Like if we weren't aware of that, we'd think, okay. Even if that it was still the priority, maybe we didn't understand it as such. Well, oh, well, okay, well, this money's from the RV. I guess we'll just go get another RV. A lot of people would take that and have it be a down payment on the next rig. Mm-hmm. And then be frustrated because we can't do the thing that we want to do. Yep. But we knew what we wanted to do. So we go, okay, okay. This thing is not as important right now. Mm-hmm. So we'll put that on the side. Yep. Move towards the important thing. Absolutely. So... That's the story of the Wallet Winnebago and how it came about and how it went up in a in a burning flame. <laughs> but she was good to us from the very beginning to the final end. She treated us well and we had we have a lifetime of memories, honestly, from our three years in that rig. Now, as time pig went on with lipstick. As yeah, it was but a pig she with was lipstick. Our pig. <laughs> she was. It started to feel much more cousin Eddie every year that would go on. I was starting to get frankly, slightly embarrassed. <laughs> even though the interior looked fantastic. No, it was... Well, even that started to show, yeah, but don't look the close. exterior, you really couldn't just, you, you couldn't do anything for it. It looked real retro. It just looked old. And it, it, was looked old. it was good. Anyway. Okay, so let's get to the point of this episode. Mm. We recently had somebody call in to the show and ask us, you know, I want to buy an RV too. You guys make it look so fun. I want to get into this. Mm-hmm. But what do you they do expensive. when it's 50000 or or 100000 How do people afford these? What's going on? Tell me, are you going to buy another RV and how are you going to do it? Mm. And we're going to answer that. So let's get into a, just a few points. Sure. First, like you said, right now, our number one priority just I guess in life, but also financially is adoption. Yep. So that's what, that's what we're focused on right now. Mm-hmm. There's, there is no RV piggy bank right now. There is not. Nope. But you, if you are listening to this and your priority is, maybe you've got one, maybe the piggy bank looks like a little RV. Let, let's talk about, just some clarity around getting into that rig. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you just to get crystal clear on why you want to do this. Why do you want an RV? Mm. And what do you want to accomplish from it? That right there is just really important to define out the get-go because when you really laser in on why you want it, more time with the family, less stressful vacations, time in nature, and what you want to accomplish from it. Amazing memories with my kids. Well, almost, not almost anything, but there's probably going to be a lot of ways to accomplish that. Mm. If you just get clear on what those things are, because sometimes it's tempting to think that it has to look this one way. And I think that was one of the most freeing things from the get-go for us was to really be in sync on why we wanted to do this. We wanted to be in nature. We wanted adventures. Togetherness is one of our things. We love being together. 
And when we actually got an RV, it confirmed confirmed that even more. We're just made to be in 200 square feet together. <laughs> we just like it. It's just something that we look forward to. And once you have that clarity, well, then it makes it a whole lot easier when you're going to get, you are going to get naysayers. Mm. They're going to come out of the woodwork. People that are not RV people, people that don't like camping, people that think everything that ex- involves any amount of effort is a pain. They are going to come out of the woodwork and try to lecture you out of this. <laughs> they're, they're going to sometime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of love for you, probably. Of course. Out of wanting you to not have a pain or any of this. But essentially, they're going to be telling you all the reasons they're not doing it. Yep. But Which, there's all sorts of things that you are probably doing that they're not already. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so you just listen to them. They might have some good, some good stuff in there mixed in with everything else. Nuggets of wisdom to hold on to. Absolutely. And you should, you should hold on to those. To anchor yourself. Yep. But remember, it's all in service to that why you want it and what you're trying to accomplish with it that you have determined earlier. Mm -hmm. So you're filtering it. You're going to filter things through that. Exactly. All right. So next one, we already talked about this a bit earlier. The right RV is the one that gets you on the road. Mm -hmm. And when we heard that, Honestly, it was a little humbling because as much as I wish I would say it doesn't really matter what it looks like, as long as I'm out making memories and exploring, who cares what it looks like? Well, that is the truth. But sometimes our pride is involved. And when, you know, our family was not going to go into debt for this, it automatically meant that we're shopping in a category of RVs that most RV owners would never be caught dead in. (laughs) Just from sheer embarrassment and humility. I mean, we were the third, fourth owners uh, yeah. of this thing. Right. Yeah. Multiple people had already moved on yes. from this. Moved on. I, at one point, I, <laughs> I even heard that somebody had lived in it for a bit. Like oh. some sort of a, maybe a young guy on some property or Interesting. something. Anyway, um... So that was, it was humbling, but at the end of the day, it is just true. The right RV is the one that gets you on the road and it matches what resources you have available for it. And that's prudent and maybe a little bit hum, hum, involves some humility, um, but that's grounded in virtue. And it's, you're, you're making this purchase in a way that's not harming your family. You know, we are not advocates for going and putting your family in jeopardy with a giant RV payment and a truck payment and whatever else is going to be involved here. We we see that happen in the in the RV groups left and right. At least I do because I'm in them, John's not as much, but I, it is very common and people mm-hmm. are very stressed out. And unfortunately, then some people end up getting stuck living in their RV. Mm-hmm. Not as the glam lifestyle influencer, but they ran out of money and couldn't afford anything else. Mm-hmm. And that is, that was not what we were going to be, that it was not the lifestyle we wanted. No. And so that meant, you know what? Yeah, this is going to be a little bit more humbling. We're going to do something a little more simple here, but you know what? It gets us out on the road, making memories, exploring, having adventures, 
Our kids probably will never remember what this thing looked like anyway. They're just going to remember how they felt when we left and went on these adventures. And so who cares what other people think about us? We know that our net worth is positive <laughs> and like that we're doing fine. And so do I really care what other people think when I pull up in my 25-year-old RV? No, I really oh, don't. That thing was sweet, man. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah, people liked it. It was it was cute. Now, I would say, it, he, sure, there's all of that. But then also, you're like, well, who cares what it looks like? Sometimes I care what it looks like. Sometimes yes, you just it, want something yes. a little bit nicer. Yep. And that's, that's where... A, that's, that's just how that is sometimes. It is okay. And you can do renovations just like we did. There was no way I was going to live in that or go on any trips in that RV the way um, it was. Sure. We had to put money into it. Mm -hmm. um, if we could have scraped up another 2, 3K to do the exterior, that would have really made my day. But it was one of those situations where you just don't want to overinvest. Because you know what would have happened there? It still would have gotten run into by that guy. Yeah. And we still would have only gotten the same amount. Exactly. And so we made the strategic investments in the places that counted inside where I knew our family would be spending the most amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I felt like we did a great job in there. And it was a place that I liked being. It was nice. It was nice. Okay. So big question though. The next rig. Mm. The next rig. Mm. We are discerning this right now. And as Jonathan mentioned, adoption is the number one priority for us. So that's our current rallying cry. If you have ever listened to our episodes about the three big questions for a frantic family by Pat Lencioni, we go into all about rallying cries. Adoption is that one right now. But as soon as that's complete, probably there might be one or two that contend for that very next slot. Mm -hmm. But following on the footsteps is going to be getting the next rig. But... We there's so many questions are doing some creative learning and experimenting right now. And I'd, I'd say we've been learning now for a, probably a solid two years about some of these options. Mm -hmm. And these might seem a little off brand for the Texeras. And I am not in in any way saying you should go out and do any any of these that we're about to mention. But we are going to share. We don't even know what we're going to end up doing. We don't. We don't. So who we, knows? Are, we are discerning these options. Some of them are a little bit out of the box for us, but they make sense. And we're going to discern if they are the right fit for our family. Mm -hmm. And so could these be valid moves for you? They might be. So there are four potential futures, potential routes we could drive down. Ooh. And you know what? we're probably going to end up taking option number five that we don't even know yet. True. But the four that we could at least somewhat see on the map. <laughs> yeah, that we are discerning. Are as follows. You want me to list, start it off? Yeah, number one. Okay, number one. And we're not going to, we're going to keep details yeah, yeah, closed yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Obviously. Number one would be, the dream here for this first one is that year-long epic road trip that we've been wanting to go on forever in a big Class A that has bunks, all the things, a liturgically correct horn that I can honk when I pull up in front of a parish when we're about to give like a, a talk or something. <laughs> yes. Oh, my goodness. 
And it would be, here's the catch with this one. It would be a, a co-sponsored RV. Wrap, it would be, we'd get a wrapped, wrap on it. So it'd have some wallet and stuff it, on it. It would be wrapped in a sponsored. Sponsors. Sponsors. So they're buying ad space on the RV itself. Mm-hmm. And that ad revenue is what pays for the RV. Exactly. So we'd go on these family adventures, but we'd also be in different dioceses around the country giving talks. You know, it's something we already do. It'd mm-hmm. just be a lot easier if we're kind of coming through your neck of the woods to set these up. And we'd have, um, so that revenue from just speaking, but also the um, sponsorship. And essentially we would work it out. So the revenue from that would cover the, the, the we would strategically take on a loan because this is we're this is a six figure situation. Absolutely. This is a six figure, well into the six figures. Okay. This is not something we're gonna take seven years to save up for. <laughs> this would be a we are taking a loan on this. And then we are using that revenue to cover the cost of the loan plus the travel. And then we are using tax write-offs because we would still own it. We would just be contracting the the advertising mm-hmm. space to different partners. Um, and then we would get the advantage of the tax write-offs as well. So it would kind of be a one-two punch on how it would pay for itself. But it would not be something that we would have to save up for outside of just regular maintenance and things like that. Sure. So that's one option. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. That, that, that involves a lot of other people as well. And mm-hmm. so... That one could take longer. Gigantic ad-supported RV trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Number two. Number two. So, and that's the big, that's a big, yeah, the big, big boy. The big kahuna. Then B, or number two, is a class C. So that again, it's. Drivable. Drivable. It's the smaller guys. Usually has the sleeper thing above where the driver is. If you've seen them driving around. Mm-hmm. It's one of those guys. Uh, there, and it would be. Sure, we'd use it, but mostly this thing is a rental. Yep. So we've done a lot of research about the RV rental market. We did rent so, successfully the Wallet Winnebago. <sighs> we rented it out three times. How we got good ratings, I don't know. <laughs> Mercy. Um, but this one would, yeah. So this, so we've done a lot of research on what rents well in our area we met with some consultants about well. this other mm-hmm. places what is the what you're looking for mm-hmm. and something you want to rent out and so the c we're, and then again so it would fit our family when a we would want to use beds. it but also be that perfect fit for families looking exactly. to rent mm-hmm. probably with some bunks um that's going to rent most of the time, these, but we use it. Yeah, sixty to $75,000 would be where we would probably be falling for this. Mm-hmm. And we'd personally want to use it maybe about three months out of the year. Be very recreational. This is not the big, long, year-long thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, after meeting with just some consultants about this, very easily in our market, we could anticipate without too much effort, making about 12000 to 20000 a year on it. And as far as we're looking at it, as long as it pays for itself, because we would, again, be taking a loan. So as long as this pays for the cost of the loan, the cost of insurance, the cost of maintenance, you know, you kind of, you have to take mm-hmm. into account all of those things in a given year. And if this pays for all of that, which these numbers do, 
well, it just poses very little risk to us, but then we still get the advantage of being able to use it for three months out of the year and make memories in it, but we didn't have to necessarily pay for that. Somebody else did. Mm -hmm. And we also get the tax write-offs. So it's kind of like an Airbnb for an RV. And we've been airbnb our home mm -hmm. for seven, eight years now. So we're very comfortable with this. We totally understand it and get it. We just have never done this in the RV world with a newer rig. And so um, that would be option B. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's go to C. C and D are cash only. These are, there's no utilizing any sort of a loan. And so what you're going to hear here is older. <laughs> so option C would be five-year-old vehicle. Or older. Yeah, five-year plus. Mm -hmm. And a five-year plus old travel trailer. So this is just, or fifth wheel. Yeah, it hooks onto the back. Mm -hmm. And you're going to pull it with a truck or maybe a beefy SUV, certain beefy vans. Also depends on how big the trailer is. So and there'd be some sort of a vehicle that would pull a trailer. Yeah. And you can rent these. The market just tends to be much more saturated. And it's a little bit of a pain just trying to figure out, are you going to also rent your vehicle with it? Are you going to go set it up for people? It just can be a lot more time consuming. So we're, mm -hmm. we would just not consider it. Um, so but, because of that, there's no planned income mm -hmm. come in Right. To pay, help to pay it. for the thing. Yeah. So, okay. Well, if that's the, if it's not making money, well, there's not going to be a loan on it. Right. So no debt, no income. This would probably cost about 40 K. So that, that would take our family some time to save up. It certainly would. Certainly at least. That's, that's not, a couple of years out. much money. Now, if we don't have the patience to wait two to three years to save that. Well, now we're going with the 15-year plus. Old, the right RV is the one that gets you on the, the right road. The right RV is the one that gets you on the road. A 15-year plus version of, <laughs> of the example above. Basically what we were just in. But because... Well, it would be so much newer than what we were just because in. <laughs> the, because, because the market has done what it's, what it's done, you just cannot... I don't think we could... It was it was lightning in a bottle that first time. We could never find a class A oh, in no that way. good of condition at that now, price. Also, this would cost fifteen to twenty k. Also, one we didn't mention the one we used to have. It was not a gigantic bus. It was like one of the smallest A's you could get. A twenty five footer. And it was a it was little. Perfect, it was a actually. little baby. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. We loved it. But so, still, you'd never get one for. But that, that so that if we want to get in quicker, it's. And we want to go no no debt on it, but also really no income. It's going to be a twenty thousand dollars situation. So mm -hmm. you know that could be something we get to in one to two years mm -hmm. instead of three to four years. So anyway, those are kind of the options for us. I know it's quite a in my spectrum. Gut, it is a wide range. I know me. I'm not patient. I'm not waiting four years. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I'm going to find a b a b or d. A, B, or D, C is not really an option say, for me. You write that one down, I wrote bro. it out for like the people that, I know, you know, I know, are okay know. with having more long stretched out goals. I'm not really, I don't have outside of, you know, retiring and saving for some really long-term thing. I, I just want to get RVing again. We love yeah, RVing. Really, We're made it's great. for RVing. We just are. Um, so those are kind of the options. And I know that that might sound scandalous to some of you listening. 
you know, we if you are a, are in our Catholic Money Academy, you know that we 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 have you take a no new debt pledge inside of our class. And you might be sitting there saying, "What? Wait, you'd get some debt?" But I want to say this. I want to clarify this. Not all debt is the same. Mm. It's just not. They're, like the reason why a mortgage is counted as different than consumer debt in the traditional sense of the word, like medical and student loan credit and credit cards. card, those types of things. Line of credit. Exactly. Lines of credit um, is because your, your home, you're essentially, every time you make a mortgage payment, you're putting a little bit back in your own pocket and the house value is going up too. And so because of that, it's kind of, it's, it's just, it's a strategic form of debt that typically for most people in most situations, I don't know if that currently works anymore with the really high interest rates on mortgages, but in some situations, but it, um, a lot of times you could take a mortgage on a home and then years later go to sell. And actually you may have paid $30,000 in interest but you made one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in mm-hmm. equity, mm-hmm. so it was a really good use of leverage. Okay, and this the scenarios that we'd be talking about taking loans would be that exact type of of use. We're not going to be getting equity; we'd be getting income. Mm-hmm. So it's it's more like a business than it would be a mortgage, and it's just a little bit different. You know, me going to Costco and swiping my credit card till the hogs come home. Whoa. How am I creating income there? I'm not. <laughs> for, you are for Costco. I'm just draining. So it's it's completely different what what's going on here. Also to keep in mind is that with the situations, possible situations that would have loans in the mix, those are both primarily not personal use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's... We're doing this big like speaking tour thing and it's advertising and blah, blah, blah. And we'll see some cool stuff. Yeah. We'll or make sure to do that. We are going to rent this thing out. Mm-hmm. It's we have, you know, it's the vacation home that you're renting out all the time, except for when you stay there a little bit on vacation. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where just getting, yeah, some huge loan on an RV just to have an RV, that wouldn't be so good. We would not do that. And I that wouldn't, wouldn't recommend even be, you do it either. It wouldn't even be an option here. So yeah, that goes to another point of just debt on an item going down in value that does not bring you any income or at least make up for itself by reducing your tax liability by more than what it costs you. That is not something I would consider. I would never advise you to go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. And we personally would never do that. And so that that's something that I... Again, if you're going to hear it, don't mishear us. Don't go say Jonathan and Amanda said to go get a loan. They told me. On a $75,000 RV. (laughs) And now all of a sudden your income's all strapped and you have no revenue because you don't actually want to rent it. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're going to go down that path, we are well worn in this. We've rented our home. We understand. We run a business. If that does not sound fun to you, Please don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it is work. That is, there is work involved with that. We feel really comfortable with it. But if that's something that you don't know if you would actually do, and you're just saying, "Oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get this loan on this," and like, "Yeah, we're gonna be renting it," 
and then you know you really just never will, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. Please don't. Okay. Last. Certainly not least. We know we're going to be back in an RV. And we are working on being detached from <laughs> when it happens and how it looks. <laughs> I feel the need to add that because, you know, just we don't know. We could end up back in a in a 25-year-old rig because I just run out of patience and I just want to get on the road. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's the right RV that's going to get us back on. <laughs> it might happen that way. Who knows? Uh, or one of these other options might work out. But as we go through this, we are going to stay clear on our why we want to get a new RV, a mm-hmm. replacement RV. Yep. And what we're looking to have happen in our lives because and through this RV. Yep. And that, along with discernment, is going to help us figure out which route we're taking. Mm-hmm. And we do have other episodes dedicated to discerning financially weighty decisions. So feel free to check that one out. Um, and then I think what really does bring a lot of clarity too is, you know, we have, we teach the Waltwin method, which is our four financial phases and our 12 money milestones. And if that's something that you're following, it's just going to make something like this a whole lot easier. You know, if you are trying to save your emergency fund or you are trying to get out of debt well it's probably not that's going to impact what this ends up being you might decide yes we're going to have we're going to choose a much simpler or older one because we want to invest as little as we can in this just to get it off the ground because we're really trying to go after these other goals we want to see both of them happen instead of you over go into the rv and now you have nothing left to actually go towards some of these other goals. Mm -hmm. So when you use the Wallowin method, it just brings a lot of clarity to what order you maybe ought to do something in, or it helps you just identify, yeah, okay, we're going to go after this, this, and this money milestone. And then right between those two, you know, five and six or like that, that'll be our time to strike on this. Mm -hmm. But it just provides people a lot of um, clarity around what order to do things in because sometimes with finances it feels like it's all on you it's all on your back you're just making it up as you go you could look up what order to do things in and you might get 10,000 hits on Google and a thousand of them will be in different directions or give you different advice truly and we we come up with the Waltwin um, method to help Catholic individuals and families make peace-filled financial decisions that are grounded in our Catholic faith, integrated with our faith, that help you build virtue, work with the way that God made us and created our brains, and really just build on each other in in wisdom. You really can't screw them up. And that's really one of the strengths, I think, about the Waltwin method. And so I, I do want to leave people with that, too. To if, if this is something that you're discerning, having a comprehensive game plan for your money is going to help make the decision come a lot more quickly and smoothly because you're going to actually be able to see where you are. Having a rock solid plan like the wallet win method ensures that you don't have any flat tires mm. on your financial journey. <laughs> 
Speaking of flat tires, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Didn't happen on our RV, but on one we were borrowing. <laughs> that's right. That'll be on another episode of the Catholic Money Show. Thanks for listening. Leave a review, share it with a friend, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the Wallowin program at wallowin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.